Gabriel, thanks for joining us on yeah. Wake Up Call here at Creative Mornings Cleveland. How important is honesty to you? I think honesty is key to living an authentic life. And I think another component of honesty is um, finding the courage to be honest, because a lot of people are fearful of being honest, whether it's judged as right, wrong, or what have you. America has been built on a lot of dishonesty, a lot of mythology, and we have to reckon with being honest about it. Hi, I'm Thomas Fox with Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have Evergreen Podcasts on board as our official podcast partner. Evergreen Podcasts is committed to producing the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, recorded on location at the monthly Creative Mornings Lecture Series. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm David Allen Moss. Thanks for joining me. Wake Up Call is like your first cup of coffee. It's an opportunity to connect with the creative community, exchange ideas, talk shop, and explore themes inspired by today's breakfast lecture. We invite attendees of the lecture series to join us in thoughtful conversation and out-of-the-box thinking to challenge our ideas and spark our imaginations. For our 10th episode of Wake Up Call, we're exploring the theme, Honesty. We'll talk with Mai Moore of EYEJ and hear excerpts from her lecture. Creative Mornings attendees Rachel Hoskins, Megan McCarthy, Lou, and Andre Hampton will sit down with us, as well as Gabriel Tolliver and Tristan Sanchez. Okay, hi there. My name is Rachel Hoskins. I would have you sing a favorite line <laughs> that represents honesty from one of your songs, but that is, I mean, are you up to the challenge? I don't know if I'm ready okay, that's for fine. that. How important is honesty to you? I would say it's one of my core values. Mm. So that means very important. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uber I would say that that's important. like an essential quality, I think, to um, being a good human. Are you a believer or a skeptic? I think I'm a believer. Yeah. Depending on what we're talking about specifically. Well, you could generalize. Uh, one of our guests said, you know, I'm a glass half full oh, uh -huh. kind of guy. Yeah. Well, I think you it's know. important to be realistic. I mean, yeah. if you always have your head in the clouds and you don't have sort of that pragmatism, you know, you're maybe headed for trouble. But um, I think if you're too sort of glass half empty, I mean, where does that leave you, right? Right. So uh, recently I saw on a website the term pragmatic idealist. Tell me, what does that even mean? Prag it sounds so fascinating. <laughs> I want to try that. So I think that means <laughs> that you have sort of that glass half full perspective, but instead of just living in the clouds and thinking, you know, optimistically that everything's going to turn out the best, mm -hmm. uh, you're solidly rooted in realism and sort of putting hands and feet to action and figuring out ways to put sort of your high ideals into action. Right. You're getting real, but you're putting a plan around that so that maybe you have some results. Yeah, I think so. Listen, you're in advertising. I happen mm -hmm. to know that through a private source, through a secret channel. Let's talk about honesty in advertising or honesty, honesty in branding. In or, advertising. Yeah. I think that's a loaded question. Yeah. But I think people are savvy. People understand when you're sort of trying to sell them something that's maybe, you know, not the honest situation. So I think ultimately the best advertising always starts from truth. So there's this word authenticity. You can't really have that if you don't start with some kind of honest nugget. Yeah, and I think 
authenticity, I was kind of thinking about that. What are the differences between honesty and truth? I think honesty, maybe it's sort of a decision to sort of live your life in that more authentic way, to really pursue authenticity for who you are and how, how you feel called to affect the world. But then truth, that's a hot topic because no one really knows what truth is right now, as we can sort of I was gonna see, say. given the general climate of things. Well, let's talk about that subject of willful ignorance and how you elect to refuse honesty and truth. What do you think of that? Well, that's also a loaded question, I think, um, because willful ignorance, I do agree with the sentiment that that occurs, but at the same time, sort of, um, truth seems so relative now, and I think to some extent, that's the question our society is asking, what is truth? So where we might see someone as being willfully ignorant, perhaps they actually think that they have a firmer grasp on the truth than mm-hmm. than my mm-hmm. perspective. Sure. It's a tough one right if now. If you're a flat earther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well there you go. Well I'm saying if you're a flat I, earther, I, want that I had t-shirt. more of that. <laughs> that wasn't a punchline. Have you line, seen I the swear. have you seen the t shirt with the basketball? I want that t shirt. What yeah. is it now? The Flat Earth Society. Yeah. Nice. Hey, well, Kyrie. he actually, Kyrie, thanks, Kyrie, for coming yeah. around. And it's possible he got closer to the truth or closer possible to, he got, he got he, honest with himself. I don't know what happened. a really good point because I think what a lot of us view as truth is we're kind of taking on faith given evidence supplied by other people, right? Right. Like, I've never been to outer space. I don't really know from sort of like anecdotal evidence that the earth is round. I'm taking it, I'm taking someone else's well, word see, for it. Well, see, now I'm getting a little bit like, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if honesty for some could be hypothetical where you're almost convincing yourself that, well, you know, this is me being honest and you're, so, and you're actually very far yes, from the truth. I couldn't agree more. And so sort of it's really might, heady stuff. What I know, is we might honesty? all do a little of this, too. What, is, what is truth? And so I started to think about Socrates. I'm so sorry oh, for going there. Oh, wait a there. minute. Do we, can you share some Socrates? <laughs> but, is well, this... I, you know, his famous quote, an unexamined life is not worth living, the yes. unexamined life. So I'm wondering if maybe that's sort of the place to start by really taking a hard look at yourself. And... I think you just gave us a quote for the show. <laughs> the unexamined life it's not is worth not living. worth living. Yeah. What do you ask of the world? How do we become more honest? I think uh, thoughtfulness. I think taking a more measured approach to the things that we do. Really asking ourselves, will this affect the kind of change that we want and we need? Uh, What are we doing here? Is this all leading us to a better place? Right. And then taking action. And then taking action from that point. Thanks for sitting with us. We could do this for hours. Thanks for, yeah, this is a great topic. Thanks yeah, for having me. Yeah, it really me. is. You start <laughs> turning it over, it's like, oh, another crayfish. Keeps like, going. Just like going down the creek. How do you feel about white lies, gut reaction? Well, if it's my toddler and I'm telling her we're out of the M&Ms that are still in the pantry, then I'm all for that white lie. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, we're all out of that. (laughs) (laughs) No more candy left, honey. Sorry. Megan, welcome to Wake Up Call. Happy Friday. Let's jump in the deep end. How important is honesty? Honesty is uh, incredibly important to me. 
Um, I think that when you look at it, there's two kinds of honesty. Mm. One is being honest with yourself, which is sometimes incredibly difficult. And then one is sharing that honesty with others. My little brother says something called pain tethers us. What he means when he says that is that when we share our stories, when we open up, when we share like the raw, gritty details and we're vulnerable, people can connect with us and then they can share their story. So when we're honest in that sense, it connects us. It's like those war stories. In the creative industries, the war stories just bring us together. Suddenly, we're validated. It's not exclusive to one trade or one lifestyle. No, it cuts across. It's universal. Yes. We played around a lot with truth and honesty and how those two tied together. Who's the most honest person you know? Um, the most honest person I know is probably my little brother. He's had a checkered past and he's pretty vocal about it and he's open about it mm-hmm. and he's comfortable with everybody else being vocal about it. Okay. Um, and I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah, so everyone can learn a little something from his ups and downs. Yes. You know, his story. Yeah, I actually, the original granola flavor, I call the jailhouse rock. Okay. Because it came from him, and I still have the scrap of paper with, like, the four ingredients, and it was his prison recipe. He oh, spent wow. seven and a half years in prison, and that was his jumping-off point for the granola, and I kind of took it from that point, you know, 10 years ago, and just kind of expanded and made different flavors, and so it's kind of got a personal connection to me. So you actually found a way to put honesty, you feel like you put honesty in your food, in your recipes, and... yeah. Well, and I like to cook with a, I say with a dash of peace and a pinch of love. Um, I think that's important to put love into the food, to enjoy what you're doing. You know, it's like when you go to the movie theater and you get popcorn with butter. Yeah. And you get to the bottom of that bag and there's no butter at the bottom and the popcorn's dry and you're just like, this is not that great. Yeah. But you keep eating it anyways because it's popcorn. So with the granola, like when I make it, I am constantly stirring it, adding it. I so, want the olive oil and the syrup to touch like every oat, every mm. nut. I want that butter to oh be all over gosh. the popcorn. So let's go back one more. Yeah. Uh, do you think we there's more need for honesty? Look where we are right now as a as a yeah. global community or as a country. Yeah, certainly. Um, the social media feeds, everybody talks about oh. you know, having this picture-perfect feed. And you really want a genuine human. You want to connect with somebody. And so I think we need honesty there. I think in certain areas, especially politically, we need honesty, but we need to listen mm. with our honesty. Because she had mentioned the speaker just how divisive it is politically, the climate right now. And it is. And everybody is speaking their own honesty. Yeah. And I think that's where we have to just kind of step back and hear it. You know, my father actually shared something with me this week. And he said, just remember, you have two ears and one mouth. Yes. So listen twice as much as you speak. Yeah. And I always have to remind myself of that. You know, listening is a lost art form. It truly is. It helps us get to, to the honesty, get to what, the real message. What's, what are you really trying to say? What are you afraid of? Yeah. Right? Most people listen to respond. I found one of the good ways to listen is to repeat back what they said. And then that way you actually can find out if what they're saying is what you're truly hearing. And I mean, that makes a big difference. I used to do active listening, role-playing, and management. Oh, wow. And what one person said and what the other person heard were two totally different things. What's the other saying? There's three sides to every story. Mm -hmm. 
my side, your side, and the truth. Yep, somewhere in between. Um, so we've got to get there somehow <laughs> and listen to that third story. Yep. That's the compromise. Yeah. That's, and if we're not listening to one another, that's why we can't come together. It's great having you on the show. Great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Lou. Current younger generations are brave. They actually raise a voice about the problem. They do not have the support, maybe. They do not have the resources to help themselves yet, but they are brave to raise a voice. We have to help them out because we see all the older generation, the homeless population, or working poor class, people in working poor class. They are all the survivors from that same situation. So if we don't do anything collectively together to, to change the politics in this town, Everybody could be in danger. What I think you might be getting at is that we have systematized dishonesty. We have built it into our culture of civics. We lie. We're really good at it. That's and exactly right now, the point. We're really That's good at exactly it. the point. And it's leaving people in its wake. Correct. And this is exactly why we have to be honest to face our problems. Not just to help ourselves, to help the people surrounding us. Yes, we may not be able to be so great to love our enemies, but at least we are supposed to help ourselves, our loved ones, our neighbors. Lots of people have to be dishonest to the society because they are afraid that they will get hurt. That's the same issue. Yes, our younger generation here, they are braver. However, they need our help. Let's be honest about it. But don't depend on only the young people. The people right now at your 30s, 40s, 50s, you have to also raise your voice to see what is wrong in your life, to get help, or to raise a voice for the government to actually do the right thing. We have to put these people back on the track. Sometimes it's not intentional, but the damage has been done to our whole community. So every once in a while, we get a guest like you on the show that just serves up the name Wake Up Call. And I just want to thank you because it's a rally cry. You found a theme in today's lecture with my of honesty, and you've threaded through everything we are and the positive movement that, that starts with that spark of honesty and then action. It's a rally cry that you brought to our show, and I want to thank you for that. It's amazing. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yes, it's great meeting you, Lou. How do you feel about white lies? Little little baby lies. The only kind of little lies I like is that song by Fleetwood Mac. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> tell me lies. Tell sweet me sweet little, little lies. lies. Yeah. I'd like to welcome Mai Moore to the Infinity stage. Hi, everybody. Thank you. How are you? Good. Um, okay, we're going to do this. So I'm going to just I give a little bit of background about myself. We started EYEJ, at, uh, this is our sixth year, 2013, out of Plymouth Church in Shaker Heights. Um, what happened was truly, I feel like I had a call. I know I had a calling. Um, first of all, our youth are our future. Um, we need to support them and we need to empower them. And so what had happened was um, Plymouth Church had this 25-year relationship with Buckeye Woodland, which was a Cleveland Metropolitan School, and it's now unfortunately closed down. Um, but 
we went in there and we created EYEJ. We're talking about this topic, honesty, and I really believe that EYEJ is true honesty. The population that EYEJ serves is predominantly kids that are in Cleveland Metropolitan School District. So you're dealing with a high amount of poverty, you're dealing with a high amount of toxic stress, you're dealing with um, kids that are um, really honestly set up for failure, okay, in, a, in, in multiple ways. And when I talk about toxic stress, uh, does anybody know what toxic stress is? Okay, so toxic stress comes from multiple things, but let me give you an example, okay? We, we serve a thousand kids, okay? And just to give you an example of maybe one kid, um, a kid might have saw his mom got beat up last night. He's trying to survive. He's maybe in the eighth grade, and he reads at a third grade reading level. Um, he's being recruited by a gang. Um, he has to go into six weeks of testing at school. Um, and he's hungry. And this is one kid. This is one kid happening right now in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay? So we're serving a thousand of these kids. And what's really frustrating to me is that we don't really know how to bridge worlds together. That's why I love to see this because there is definitely diversity in this room. But in order to really create change, we have to learn to come together, right? Um, it, that is what creates true power, success, creates solutions, all right? And that's what EYEJ is all about. Um, so just here's some more statistics about the youth that we face. 50%, and this is real, this is not made up, this is not, you know, the numbers are not fudged. This is real right now happening in Cleveland. 50% of our 7th and 8th graders are being recruited by gangs. 75% um, of our kids are in a single parent household. What else is happening in Cleveland even bigger than this? Um, we just saw in the news yesterday that Cleveland ranked the lowest, the bottom, in regards to youth poverty in the United States. We have the highest number of youth, African-American male youth, who are receiving felonies, okay, in the United States. There are many solutions, but UIJ is a solution. So I'm just going to explain to you a little bit about what we do. Um, number one is our discussion series, which we have done from day one. We've done hundreds of them now. We need to be humble. We need to be humble and go in and have an engaging discussion about these topics and listen to what our kids are going through. A lot of times we act as if we're an expert and we're really not. But at the end of the day, we also have experience. We have a lot of knowledge. So we need to share this information. We need to bridge worlds together and connect with these kids. Another um, core program that we have is our EYEJ Impact 25 Youth Council. They were in the Plain Dealer 13 times this summer, three times on the front page. What they are is a group of 19 youth who came together. Um, they applied to our program last year. And what they were tasked with is coming up with recommendations to help with youth safety. A lot of kids are dying right now on the streets in Cleveland. And so we partnered with the Cleveland Police and many change agents. They did a lot of research. We started with 40 injustice areas that these kids face on a daily basis. Gang issues, sexual abuse, many different areas. And what they did is they drilled down to three areas that they wanted to focus on, which was toxic stress, youth independency, which is otherwise known as life skills, and the third is police-youth relationships, because they felt that those areas were areas that they could figure out realistic solutions to help with youth safety. 
they wanted to figure out a win-win solution for getting to know police better. A lot of the police don't understand what the youth go through because we're not listening. And the same thing with youth. Youth don't understand also the responsibility that police officers go through. So we tried to figure out a win-win solution and so they came up with some recommendations about how we should have some facilitated luncheons and then we should, um, they should also go to their trainings so they can understand their responsibility. Now, life independency. These kids are so desperate for life skills. What's happening right now is not working for them, okay? They are desperate to learn, okay, how do I open a bank account? How do I deal with a predator? These kids are desperate for that information. You know, I think my point is, is that all of this is overwhelming. I th and I think a lot of this is common sense. Um, the world is in a major state of distrust. And what EYEJ is really about is amplifying youth's voices, holding interactive discussions around topics to achieve social justice, and to empower youth. All right, thanks, Maya. Wow. We have the honor and pleasure of speaking with Mai Moore. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. What an amazing job you guys did pulling this together. The crowd was These insane. Guys. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, really. I feel like you had a lot of engagement. I don't know if my summary was accurate, but this idea of honesty, the first step is get real and then get involved. You talked a lot about getting involved. Mm -hmm. How important is honesty to you? And it's interesting, we talked about the difference between honesty and truth and how there's some lines that kind of cross over, but um, I love the truth, I value it. I think it's important for all of us to be our authentic selves and be honest. Right, where do you think we need more honesty? Within ourselves. Yeah. We're in a very complex world, um, so many issues, but so much opportunity, but at the end of the day, we need to be honest with ourselves. Who's the most honest person you know? God. That's who I look up to. That's the trust. You have to trust in God. I mean, you heard the song that I played. Right. Um, I think we are not um, doing our part in being faithful to God these days and listening to God and looking at the signs. Um, and all of us, it doesn't matter the background, need to do a better job of that. God certainly has a different definition for everyone. Yes, absolutely. And that's what makes the world beautiful. Well, what do you see in the youth in terms of their honesty? Uh, where, 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 where do they struggle with, with the, even the concept of honesty? I don't think they struggle with honesty. I think they are honest. That's what the beauty of youth are, is that they are, they're still free. They're still authentic. They're still themselves. That's an interesting kind of paradigm there. But, but that um, innocence or yeah, maybe the, innocence, the, purity. the purity. There you purity. go. I don't think they struggle with that part. They struggle with how we have screwed up the world for them. Yeah. They're frustrated. Right. They're like, wait a minute, that does not make sense. And that's what's waiting for us. Yes. That's, that's what we get to take over. Yes. Um, yes. And maybe a little overwhelming. Um, there's been a lot of talk today about honesty and how you have to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. first. A lot of people say this is that we're our worst enemies, own worst enemies, but it goes back to being honest. I mean, I am screwed up. I'm just like any other human being. I've made a lot of mistakes and, um, <laughs> and a lot of struggle, but I am who I am. And I think 
that's the problem is we're not supporting these kids to teach them to be who they're meant to be. So then that's part of the reason why I started UIJ is like I saw so many people, my own personal friends who are African-American males who are geniuses and completely set up for failure. They're in this toxic circle going on. Loop. Yes, yes. And we need to break that. That is our responsibility to break that. What's the takeaway from today? I mean, people come here for so many reasons. Part of just to, to feel connected to the community. The takeaway is I feel blessed. Um, I think that humans are beautiful and people were very receptive. I mean, you saw at the end, I love the interaction and people's comments were so on point and people felt the vibe and we forget about the love. We forget that we're humans at the end of the day and it's okay to say like, I'm screwed up or I'm scared to do this or you know, I have a lot of fear or I have a lot of anxiety. Guys, we all are going through stuff. All of us, that's life. Awesome, thanks for everything today. It's oh, great having you, you on Beth. the show. Appreciate Keep in it. touch, come and visit us. Thanks guys. Good morning, Andre. Good morning. How important is honesty to you? Honesty is vitally important. One of the top important things that I have, especially with uh, having kids. Mm. So having four kids and trying to be honest with all of them at the same time is, is vital because, you know, that pretty much goes down to them as well. I like to remind people whatever spirituality is, if you listen, mm -hmm. you know, you can maybe find that thread of honesty for yourself. Yes. It starts with you. True. How do you work that with your kids? How do you continuously instill that as one of the core values that they can take into the world? Such, such a rough world we're headed into. Mm -hmm. In what they do and how they approach things, as a father, and I, I have four kids, but with two different women. So they all four of them know that. All four of them have grown up like that. So my honesty with everything that I've done is something that they can see. They know that I'm honest with them. If they have any questions about it, this is what daddy did. This is what daddy shouldn't have done. I want you to understand the truth in this. So going forward, you can live and be as honest as possible with everything that you do. I'm not going to hide this from you. If I'm being honest with you, this is some, one of the toughest things that I've ever done in my life. There's nothing that you can't be honest about yourself. Right. That's great. I think the t-shirt could read, honestly, I messed up too. Yeah. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like, so we're all on the same page. Yes. The Dalai Lama said, everyone the same. Everyone the same person. Mm-hmm. That's the way you can look at the world through the Buddhist mindset is that we're all the same. Yes. We're all going through the same pain and grief. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's, a, there's a book that he's put out with Desmond Tutu. And it's the Book of Joy. Okay. And they're just talking from two very different religious disciplines on the universal themes of what brings joy because we all have pain. Right. And we all have suffering. And it's how we sort of look around that honestly mm -hmm. and find joy. Okay. It's really fascinating. It's inspiring to gather ideas from people with different backgrounds and experiences. Learning about the challenges of being honest and hearing who some of the honest people are in our own lives. Today's quote is by Virginia Woolf. If you do not tell the truth about yourself, you cannot tell it about other people. Thanks for listening to Wake Up Call. We hope you've heard something that truly inspires. Join us next month here at Creative Mornings Cleveland, where we'll be exploring the theme, Restart. Wake Up Call is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, a proud member of the Front Porch Media Network. A special thanks to executive producers, Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer and audio engineer, Dave Douglas. 
account manager, Connor Standish. We'd also like to thank 2Bob Crew for the use of their song, Rooster, available on iTunes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. You can learn more about this and other podcasts from Evergreen at evergreenpodcasts.com. And I'm your host, David Allen Moss. Thanks for listening to Wake Up Call, ideas that crow. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.